Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam. I'm joined again by my good friend Matt. How you doing, buddy? I'm very good, Sam. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I um, I got all the demons out in the last podcast. Yeah. I managed to sort of throw it all out there, and um, I've had a good week of reflection, you know, uh, and and I'm feeling a lot better. How are you doing? Yeah, because I kind of I kind of grilled you a bit last week. I, I apologise. It's like it's, this was the best analogy. It was like I said in the podcast last week. It was like, right, we just found out that Russia have fired a missile. It's going to hit us in two two hours. Yeah. We're all going to die. Cheer me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I I, uh, I I didn't say it was going to be easy. I just said you had to try and cheer me up. I tried my best, mate. I did try my yeah. best. Yeah, no. Well, it was good, and it went down very well. I think a lot of people listened. Uh, uh, probably our highest-rated uh, podcast so far. So a big thank you to all those who did listen. Oh, I realise most of you were just after a free shirt, but hey, that's fine. It's all good. The, I don't mind. The cynicism, Sam. The cynicism. Well, I'm like that. I'm a Spurs fan. All of us. All of us are like that. Um, so, yeah, there's a few things, a few admin things I'd like to get out of the way. First of all, uh, Matthew, again, being the summer holidays, is joined by his darling children, which means, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls listening, at any point he may well be interrupted. If that happens, I will try and weave my editing magic. But if you hear a small voice shout, Daddy, I've got a bogey or something like that. No, it's not one of our promised other co-hosts, although that is the sort of thing Dan might say. Um, it's normally it I'm, hung- actually... it's I'm hungry, sir, and that's what it normally is. Oh, in that case, that could be me at any point. No, that's Yeah, I'm hungry now. I think last week's podcast, I should have eaten first. I think I was just hungry. Oh, that that's all it was, yeah. Uh, I also want to say hello to the Spurs poet, uh, Davey. He's been listening. Uh, big thank you. He's dropped me a message on Twitter, giving me some feedback, saying how great we sounded. Uh, so that was that was nice. Yeah. Um, he's more club over country, so he's happy we're now more focused on Tottenham, which is, I think everybody is yeah. really. The World Cup was fun, but yeah, we're done now. Yeah, it's, it was a nice memory, you know. Even now, I think it's going to be one of those ones that. You know, in years gone by, years years ahead, we'll look back and yeah. we're like, "Wow, we've done really well." But yeah. for now, we just need to forget it. You know, yeah, it's done, it's yeah. done. And and the last bit of admin from me, I just want to say a big thank you to Jim Connors. Jim is our voiceover guy. Jim is a professional voiceover artist and is a friend of mine. And he he's American for a start, and he does the voiceovers and all of the voice effects everything on the podcast he does it for me i just want to say a big thank you to jim because the intro the outro the matt stats which i'll be playing very soon it's all him so thank you jim awesome on one of the intro and outros and it may be on today's i don't know yet he actually tries to do an english accent which is actually quite good (laughs) it's actually quite good so uh big thank you to jim um so yeah mate i mean we had the podcast last week we did do our biggest number yet which was nice I think everybody kind of came away from it. The collective feedback I seem to be is everyone kind of came away from it and did a big deep breath, like, <sighs> and they they. I think hearing us sound out what a lot of people had already been saying and discussing helped a lot of people, which I like. Yeah, we we mentioned it, Sam, didn't we? But we're we're therapy, aren't we, for for the listeners? Yeah. We're therapy for the listeners. That's and and that's yeah. what that's what I plan to be today as well. 
Okay. Okay. In that case, are, are your stats going to be therapy? Yes. That's the, that's the aim. Mate. Okay. That's the aim. Well, in that case, uh, everybody listening, uh, sit up on the on the couch, prepare for your therapy because it is time to kick off the podcast. Bringing it back this week, it's time for Matt's stats. And now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Right, mate. So, Matt's Stats this week. What I thought I'd do, and this is very controversial, and I don't want to upset anybody, and I'm on everyone's side, but the the, the thing that's upsetting everyone at the moment is our lack of transfer activity, isn't it? It's upsetting people. (laughs) Really? And you know no one has no one has brought that up. <laughs> I had just not heard anything. Um, to be honest with you, mate, I was worried where you were going. Man. I, I genuinely thought you were going to say Nkudu is going to be like a new signing. And the minute those words left your lips, there was going to be a word dropped on this podcast which would get us banned. So, so I'm glad you didn't go there. Well, did you but, know? Yeah. Before I get any hate off the listeners, I I'm absolutely I'm desperate like everybody for new signings. You know, and the, the, what my what my stats will be, or, uh, what I've, what I thought I'd do is talk about some of our current, just remind people of some of our current players now, good they are. Okay. Uh, but but I just want to put that caveat in that I'm not for one second saying we don't need to sign anyone. Okay, I appreciate we do. I appreciate this positions we need strengthening and bringing in some new signings refreshes the squad. And also, I appreciate that we should have got them earlier. All of this, I'm completely aware of. Okay, so I want to get that out first before I get the hate. Okay. But yep. what I thought I'd do is just talk about some of our current players then and talk about, you know, kind of what, what we've got. And just because the thing is, the, season's, the season was a long time ago. It finished a long time ago. We had the World Cup and maybe people just forgotten how good some of our players are, you know. So I, I, I thought I'd start off with uh, Lucas Moura. So yep. he, he didn't... Um, he didn't play very much today last season. We got him halfway through, and you know he wasn't fit because he hadn't been playing for PSG. So I just had a look. Yep. At, I had a look at his um, some of his stats when he was at uh, uh, PSG, and you know if if he performs anywhere near like he did for PSG, we've got a great player. And look, I'm not going to say he's like a new signing because I know that's going to upset you and upset listeners. But this is a player that we're going to ha- fit. Lucas Moore is a player that we wouldn't have had last season. So for example. For PSG, right, 86.4% pass completion, which you think, oh, that's fair enough, 86%, not too high. But when yeah. you bear in mind where he plays, he plays on the wing, doesn't he? You know, and wh- where, where where wingers tend to play, they haven't got the space, have they? You know, because they're, they're the ones you, you want to break down defences, you know. So, you know, if, you, 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 if you've got that kind of pass rate for a centre-back, fair enough, they've got all the time in the world to make the pass, but he hasn't, has he? So it's quite a high, I think it's quite a high, high pass completion rate for for a winger. Okay. Uh, and when you look at, um, obviously, one of the things we want from him as well is we want him to take on players. You know, I know Sonny does we it. Do, yes. Sonny takes does it quite a lot. But I don't know if you know, <clears> but when he was at PSG, he had in the pre. So forget about that half season he was with them, the two previous seasons before we signed him. Yep. He had ninety-one successful take-ons in the in the final third. Now, to give that some kind of context, Dembele, who just takes people on at will, had fifty-seven. Over those two seasons, yeah. so he's had thirty more, thirty-four more than Dembele. So that's a pretty awesome stat. So that's successful yeah. take-ons. That's him going at a player and passing them. You know, so 
I think in 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 that player we've got someone you know if if he's if he is if he's as fit as he looks and he you know he, he hits a ground running then we've got a player that we desperately need really you know yeah yeah I agree you know so that's that's a that's that's a, uh, my, my stats on Lucas Moura with Harry, Harry Kane I forgot how much who, who, uh, sorry? Harry Kane we love Mr oh, Tottenham oh striker oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. lad the, the <laughs> lad go. who came through the academy there you go you see Sam you forget yeah, about him already yeah, nice, you know? you're so focused nice on these new yeah. signings you forgot. <laughs> Yeah, nice lad. Nice lad, yeah, lovely nice lad. Nice lad, yeah, 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 good kid. <laughs> right, so he's in the Premier League. He's scored 108 goals in 153 games. Now, Bobbins. It's, it's phenomenal, isn't it? You know, when you think yeah. that the next person down, next striker down, so this is obviously just Premier League, so since 92. Yeah. You've got Teddy Sheringham, 97. So he's he's already scored, what's that, 11 goals more than Teddy. And he's, he's and Teddy Sheringham got that in 236 games. So he's done it in almost 80, well, over 80 games less he's done that. Yeah. Know? Then you've got the next one down, Defoe, uh, 91 goals he scored in 276 games. And then yeah. Keane, 91 goals in 238. Now, yeah. I... I those players, like especially Defoe and King, because they're you know they're kind of fairly recent, aren't they? But if, if my my mind tells me that they were prolific goal scorers, like especially yeah. Defoe, like you know, I just always seem to remember him scoring, you know. But if he's, he's he only scored, I say only, but he scored ninety one goals. I mean, Harry's smashed that in like yeah, over one hundred and twenty yeah. games less, you know. Yeah. It's abs- well, Harry Harry's the most prolific striker in my life. You know, it's absolutely, f- and, and and we do. I appreciate we do give him credit, but Christ, like this, he just des- deserves all the credit that there is, doesn't he? You know. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he scored so that obviously, as we as most Tottenham fans know, I'd be surprised if no one knows this, but Jimmy Greaves, our top goal scorer, two hundred and sixty-six goals he scored in three hundred and seventy-nine games. Yeah. Kane is currently on one hundred and forty in two hundred and thirteen. So. Yeah. Kane needs to score. He's he's already halfway past scoring the amount of goals to beat Jimmy Graves. He needs to score another 127 more goals, and then Harry Kane will be a top goal scorer in the history of our club. Yeah, you know it's that kind of stat just gives me goose pimples. Like you know, this this is a player that's gonna that could well, be the greatest think, Spurs striker in our history. I think he wants to do it. Yeah, um, he seems he seems determined to do that. So, yeah, no, it's it's on him. I mean. He uh, he barrels thirty to forty goals a season. He's going to do it in the next few years. Oh, it's just it's phenomenal, you know. It really is. It is. You know, we've, yeah. we've got. I know we've given him his his pay rise, and like thankfully now he's he's on two hundred thousand a week, and I, and yeah. I know he's come out and said that for him it's you know it's not so much about the money, you know, but yeah. he could easily, and not that I'm suggesting I don't want him to go anywhere, but he could easily command four, five, six hundred thousand pound a week. He, he's just he's the best striker in the world, in, in my opinion, you know. Yeah, he yeah, really he's is. Definitely one off. One definitely. off, one off. Yeah. So, uh, so what what I did as well, I had a little look over some of how our players got on last season, and you might have even heard of this, uh, Sam. But there was a okay. uh, a company called um, the CIES, and don't ask me what that stands for. CIES Football Observatory. You heard yes. Of? So they, I don't know if you remember it. They did it at the end of March. So I know there was still another sort of month and a half to go before the season ended, but it kind of summed up the season really you know so it was towards the end of the season they did this but they basically did some research on players um so they basically ranked them and this was this was players from the premier league syria bundesliga la liga and league one league one i thought I'd yeah bring up my little no, bit of french no, 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 that was good yeah i like <laughs> it's it it's only word i can say in french <laughs> yeah. I, I i can speak french you just say it in english but louder <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah, perfect. Wow, did I sound Yeah, I know, yeah. There, there goes all our fr- anyone that's listening in yeah. France. Boom, boom, yeah. off they go. Yeah, and there goes yeah, there our go. French list. There goes our Hugo Lloris fans. Yeah, no, so here you go. You'll, you'll like this. So I, I can't speak French. I did two years of GCSE. I did three years of German, and I can just about do some German. I'm actually a little bit conversational, but French, I just can never pick it up. Sure. I went to watch the rugby in Paris years ago, and I've... I've come all the way through and there's like a, a long walkway up to the stadium and there's a shop to the left and I thought, well, I want to grab myself a drink. Okay. You know, it's quite a hot day. I want to grab some water. Stood in the queue all the way there and the fridge is empty. There's no drinks left. Everyone else has taken them, but there's a fridge behind the guy at the counter. So I'm stood in the queue. I finally get there and, I, and I'm like, I have no idea how to ask for water. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so I'm pointing, um, can I have a bottle of water, please? And I'm doing the typical Englishman abroad. Hello, can I have the water, please? Pointing. Uh, the guy is just looking at me, and he's not really making any expression or anything. And I've la, la bottle, la, la water. You put la la bottle. Yeah, like like that's gonna help. Like I'm in, like that's actually gonna help. But I'm doing it anyway. So I'm sitting there, and I'm feeling like a complete ass because I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I I, I look like one of those idiot tourists on all those programs where I'm like oh so I'm just about to give up and the guy just starts laughing and in in the thickest London Cockney accent you can imagine he goes oh I'm only joking mate <laughs> quality and gets the bottle of ass <laughs> quality yeah so there you go that, there's yeah, my mate, going to France you must, you must have walked I'd, back down walked walk back with your head head down I, uh, yeah I, I did I did learn Uela Sorti which means where's the exit I had to learn that one pretty fast <laughs> but anyway sorry carry on that's right mate so what they did so these these guys the CIES football observatory they they based they looked at all players in the five top leagues in Europe yeah, uh, players that have played at least forty-five minutes in eight league matches and ranked them on six areas of the game. So they ranked them okay. on rigor, recovery, distribution, take-ons, uh, chance creations, uh, and shooting. So there's the six okay. things, right? Okay. So goalkeepers, Larice topped it. He was a number one with a score of eighty-four point one. And interestingly, the goalkeeper who comes second, who beat, was the uh, the guy with the the woman's the female name, uh, Alison. <laughs> Liverpool Roman. Oh, yeah. you, you're upsetting Liverpool fans. Oh, Don't what a shame! Yeah, uh, <laughs> Salah. Seriously, mate, leave it. They they ain't worth it. It's yeah, not worth it. it. Don't, 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 don't. I I, I, tweet, I I engaged with one on Twitter once, oh, and my God. blocked accounts went from like twenty to four hundred oh, overnight. It's ridiculous. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? You know. I, I mean, I have got no problem with the whole sort of jokey stuff going back and forth. Mm. There's loads of fans of other teams on there, even some gooners on there, and I go backwards and forwards on a regular basis because it's funny. Yeah, some of the stuff yeah, they say, yeah. and I give it, they take it, and vice versa. But the Liverpool fans, it's like they're on another planet. Oh, they are. They completely... during, during the World Cup, there was this whole "I'm Scouse, not English" thing. Did, did you Did you see? Did you hear that right. uh, that that talk sport? Um, I think I don't know if I mentioned it. If you heard it, there was a recording. Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest with you, mate, I I got no time for Cundy. So no, but I, was... I, I haven't either. But I just. Look, did you actually hear? Did you hear the, the recording? Yeah, yeah. The guy, I heard the guy, it, the guy was saying that he, he's not an England fan. He's like a Liverpool yeah. fan, and he's like, Cundy's like, you're from England. He was like, I don't care. He said, like, Liverpool's my yeah. team. Yeah, there's there's this whole attitude in Liverpool of them against the world because they think that everyone abandoned them, and mm. well, 
Yeah, woe is me. Woe I was the victim. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, move on. Them move on. Let's celebrate them. Yeah, <laughs> right. move on. Let's, let's not talk about them again. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, on, so, yeah, so, Lurice, so, 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 Larice won most take on. Yeah, I'm no, Larice. surprised it, at that. Well, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not going to have <laughs> chance creation, but they just, they just based it on those six things, and, and they used those six things for all of yeah. the different sections. So, I don't know how they did it. They must have put obviously something into the computer. But Larice top, yeah. topped it. So in the five leagues, Larice was a top uh, goalkeeper. And then yeah. in the box to box midfielder category, Ericsson was top, uh, which is fantastic. Ericsson, they class as box to box. Box to box midfielder category. Yeah, yeah. Eighty nine point nine. He scored in that in that category. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. The man does track back more than anybody gives him credit for. But I would not class him as box to well, box. Yeah, no, I don't think I would either. But I mean, you've obviously got the sections recovery, so they've got Rigo yeah. as well. So they're they're including that in this. They've obviously must have taken that into account, mustn't they? Mate, I may be asking a really stupid question now, and I apologise. But what the hell is rigor? Rigor. <laughs> it's, it's, isn't it just like your attitude, isn't it? Or you because because I'm from Bristol and I hear rigor and I'm thinking about a boat and I don't know whether that's just me or what, but I can't quantify what the hell rigor is. Rigor, do, do you know what? We Stamina, have, yes. Do, do you know what might be a good thing to do? We haven't got a computer yeah. in front of you. Maybe if we googled it, do you think that might be the best way of doing it? Hang on, let me see if Danny Rose is available. He's the king of googling <laughs> stupid crap. Hang on. Uh, Here we go. I've googled it, right, Sam. You, 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 oh, have you done it? I've done it. So rigor is the quality of being extremely thorough and careful. There we go. That didn't answer. All right, fine. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'm. I'm not going to push this because we're winning. So yeah, Erickson. <laughs> exactly. This is. Remember, this is. This is therapy. This is positivity yeah we're talking about our current players and how how good our current players are this is what it's how all about how awesome we are exactly yeah. right in the in the top 10 as well uh box to box category we also had our man deli alley who was okay. seventh with 84.8 which is fantastic right. uh in the in the winger character char- category our man's son who means son come fourth with 87.1 i mean he was sharing that category with uh, Ronaldo, so he was never going to win it, was he? But not bad, not uh, well, bad score. Personally, I think he's let the side down. <laughs> I'll take four. I mean, you know, you know, Ronaldo, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bobbins. Yeah, plays for some Who's Italian he? club, doesn't he? Now or so. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, who, who goes to Italy, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Right. Uh, so the striker category, uh, Kane, Harry Kane, come third. But to be fair, he was in a. It's quite a big category, especially as it's the five leagues. So uh, Lionel Messi obviously won it. Uh, Higuain comes second, but Kane comes third with eighty-seven point one. So third best striker in in the top European leagues. I take that. And I, f- I mean, us. Yeah. I, I, you know, I said earlier that I think he's the best. In, in, and when you account his age, which they haven't done here, I think he is the best. Obviously, because Messi's getting on a bit, isn't he? But. Messi getting off. He is a bit, isn't he? You he know. He's younger than us. Man. I know, but in footballing <laughs> terms, like you know. Oh yeah, footballing terms, the guy's practically geriatric. Yeah. I was so uh, glad. I was so glad at the World Cup. I mean, I didn't actually read the stat in the end, but there was a stat on the oldest player, World Cup player, and yeah. I think I think it was the um, was it the Mexican goalkeeper or something? Forty four. Oh, and it oh, made me feel much. so much better. I was like, I've got five years on you, mate, and you're still playing football. So. <laughs> Well, at the moment, I'm I'm kind of struggling with the fact most of the players I watched as academy graduates 
are now managing teams. Oh, mate. That's, so that's the fact that Steve Gerrard and Frank Lampard, who I remember coming through at Liverpool in West Ham, yeah. are now managers of clubs at the start of the season. Oh, that's, that's making me feel pretty old. Do you know what makes me feel old? I remember my um, my auntie and uncle took me to... Um, I don't, I don't, they don't, well, I don't think they do it anymore, but at the old Wembley, they used to do the... Uh, the, the England versus Scotland under sixteen game, the schoolboys yeah, game, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. used to be sponsored by the, the, that crisp maker. You know, the, where you could put the salt in yourself. Oh, yeah, I, remember, I always yeah. remember that. That was who advertised it. But yeah. I went, and uh, you know, I think uh, you know, scored an Engl- a goal for England at the time. Bearing in mind it was schoolboys, and uh, Ryan Giggs. No, Andy Cole. <laughs> Oh, really? Andy Cole, yeah. Schoolboy. Yeah, I watched Ryan Giggs score for England schoolboy. Yeah, that's right. He did as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I watched him play. Um, he scored for England. Um, yeah, what a what a mistake that was. Um, <laughs> yeah, Andy Cole's yeah. great. I mean, like, he's long Andy, gone, isn't he? <laughs> Andy, Andy Cole. Yeah, man. I, do, I always remember of Andy Cole, just so I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but I always yeah, remember yeah. when he signed for, um, what was it, when he signed for Newcastle and... Yeah. No, no, no. He was playing for Newcastle and he signed for Man United, didn't he? Yeah. And the day he signed for Man United, a Newcastle fan hadn't realised. And on that day, he was getting an Andy Cole tattoo on his thigh. And oh, he just got what? it finished. And that afternoon, Andy Cole signed for Man United. <laughs> There's a certain element of karma there. But speaking of tattoos, mate, you shouldn't be mocking that. But you know, the last week's podcast, for Walter here, you said that if we don't sign anybody... Yeah. You will get a tattoo of our choice. I'm still confident. We're, I'm still confident, mate. And Mauricio Pochettino just two days ago said, oh, it's possible we won't sign anyone." No, we'll sign someone. It's all yeah. good. It's all good. All right. It's all good. You, 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 you do know players like who aren't deemed first team don't count, right? <laughs> so, so on deadline day, you know, when we sign Jeff, Jeff. from <laughs> Warrington on trial, that doesn't count. You can't claim it. <laughs> Uh, okay, man. So right. stats. Yeah, are, we're still, you, are you still sat? Okay, we're, we're still bring it on. More. Right. So the the centre back category. Yeah. Uh, the, it was topped by Kudibali, uh, guy who plays for Napoli. Yeah, Se- yeah, good player. Yeah, good player. Second, Armand Davinson Sanchez. With well, of course, points. beast. Yeah, second. Yeah, hell of a player. Uh, defensive midfielders. I mean, I don't know if he'll be playing for us uh, come next season, but Dembele second. Again, yep. uh, behind Cruz, which so Cruz, so he's rumoured, so he's always going to be. Uh, wow, they put Cruz as yeah, a defensive he, midfielder. He was, yeah, he was number one. But um, just finally on that in that defensive midfield uh, one, it's the last yeah. one I've lost that I've got. But um, Dyer finished eighth. Yeah. But he actually finished above Busquets, so he finished ninth. So it's not a bad, uh, not a bad going. To, to be honest with you, mate, it sounds very bizarre how they've done this, but. <laughs> The fact we're, we're, we're coming out top a few of them, so yeah, I know Hugo Lloris won't quibble any of it. He also won't care at the moment. I'm pretty sure he's still drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, bearing, yeah. in, bearing in mind we had to Google Rigger, I, I don't know if we can. Uh... Yeah, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps perhaps this is a stat beyond us. I'm trying, mate. But but is that is that all of Matt's that's, stats? That's all of Matt's stats on our current players. Okay, brilliant. Um, well. I hope that's made a lot of people go, yeah, we're really great. Sod new sign-ins. Woo! <laughs> it probably didn't. No. But at least we had some fun. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of fun, last week we did a competition. The competition was to win a new Tottenham shirt for the 2018-19 season. It was a home or away strip of your choice in either men's, ladies fitted, or child. Um, we have done the competition, and the competition was you had to leave us a review on iTunes or however you listen to the podcast and send us evidence of that. In the review, you had to be nice. I did specify that. And a big thank you for all the nice stuff people wrote. I realise I kind of made you, but still, it was nice to read. Yes, um, and you had to write the phrase, this podcast is better than Sissoko, uh, which a lot of people managed to work it in really quite well. And it was funny. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for that. That made me laugh. Um, we had over 30 verified entries, wow. which I was quite proud. Yeah, I was quite pleased with that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people posted them on the page. A lot of people messaged the page, like I asked. A couple of people emailed, thank you. And um, we had a, you know, a few via Twitter and all sorts. So, what I have done is, without telling you, I have all of the verified entries here, and I have numbered them all. Okay. I have written out a list, and it's a number one to thirty-three. And I will ask you. And you have no idea any of this. I'm just going to ask you for a number. Mm-hmm. And whatever number you say, that person will get the shirt. Oh, mate, so pick a number between 1 and 33. And keep in mind, 32 people will hate you if you don't say <laughs> yeah. their number. The pressure. So, yeah, yeah, you should feel pressure. Yeah, thanks, I'd mate. like to point out as well, my, my sister is on here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if she doesn't get it, she's going to be ticked right off, apparently. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to have a little sip of my water now uh, to build the drama. I, I might put a drum roll on here. Now, come on, give me a number between 1 and 33. Right, I'll tell you what i do. To make it as random as I possibly can, uh, we've been talking. We've, the podcast has been going for 25 minutes. So, yep. number 25. Number 25. Number 25, if I can read my own handwriting, <laughs> is... Uh, Linton Ford. Yay. Linton Ford, you have won a Tottenham shirt. Ta-da! Well done. Congratulations, um, mate. You can have it in men's, child's, or ladies fitted. Obviously, if you want to give it as a gift, or maybe just want to wear one that exposes your chest nicely. I don't know. It's <laughs> up to you. Um, but yeah, Linton, get in touch. Uh, drop the message to the page, or email sam at spursnews.co.uk. Let me know what design, home or away, and what size. I'll need your home address as well, and I'll get it organised, and I'll get it out to you. But yeah, well done, Linton. I'm very pleased for you. Yeah, congratulations, um, mate. So there are 32 people who didn't win, who had verifiable entries, who now all hate you. <laughs> it's not It's not my fault. I wanted you all to win. Yeah. It's Matt, I did as Matt. well. <laughs> no, Matt, Matt said, no, just one, Sam. No, just one. I was like, oh, I don't mind. I'll buy them all shirts. And he was like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. So so direct your hate to Matt. Um, but 32 people. Uh, I did say last week I was going to give everyone on that podcast a bit of a, a heads up ahead of time. And that's what I've done. We do have another one. Oh, nice. So we have another shirt. Another chance to win. And all 32 of you have entered last week. I will roll you over and you will be eligible to go into the draw again next week. Okay? Oh, there you go. So they got so, another chance. There you go. You have a second chance. <laughs> Unlike all those suckers just listening for the first time now. <laughs> yeah. So big thank you to everyone who listened last week and, and got involved. You will get a second chance. And I'll tell you what you got to do for that second chance. 
a bit later in the podcast. Yeah, and I know I know you've said it as well, Sam, but I'd like to say it as well. A big thank you to everyone who listens. It is really nice, and like you know, the comments that we got as well were really nice. It's really nice to hear. So, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad we we're, we're uh, entertaining a few people at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we are both both of them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, a uh, big well done to Linton. A uh, big thank you to everybody for for entering. What I'd like to do now is the bit that everyone's kind of dreading, which is we're going to chat about the latest news, really, mm-hmm. um, the latest rumours, the latest news. I'm refreshing Twitter as I say these words, just in case everything we're about to talk about gets. You know, done out of date, similar to having a tattoo of Andy Cole was, just before we sign for somebody else. <laughs> I was about to say, you're about to tell me right now that I don't need this tattoo, aren't you? What have you seen? No, 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 I'm not, not, yeah, no, no just not, not, not saying anything, just, just having a quick look. Um, oh, yeah, it says Tottenham are in advance talks to sign Jack Grealish ah. of Aston Villa. Here, that's reported by the Times. If you give me one moment, I'll look to see which journalist it is, because there's one journalist at the Times who generally is very good. Unfortunately, there are others who are absolute pap. <laughs> uh, yep, no, no, so that's actually genuine. Um, Tottenham are in talks to sign Jack Grealish. We've known that for quite some time. When when you read from various accounts are in talks, that's just leaked information being put out there. Yeah, of course. Um, the talks generally consist of, we're going to pay you this. The other side say no. Um, Daniel Levy then says, how about that plus a Jermaine Genus bobblehead doll? <laughs> the other side hit their head against a wall in frustration for a few weeks. <laughs> Then Daniel Levy comes back and says, how about that? The Jermaine Genus bobblehead doll and a signed Edgar David shirt. They say, stick the shirt where the sun don't shine. Um, but we do want the bobblehead. What about, what we about want a pair of money. Edgar David's goggles as well? That's thrown in. No, Surely they'd give a sign no, a pair no. of them for him, wouldn't they? No, no, you don't. You don't bargain away stuff like that. You know, he keeps that. That's 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 a keeper. You don't, you don't keep. barter that away. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, the, the, the key... There are three main stories out there, I think. Uh, Anthony Martial, uh, Wilfred Zaha, Mm -hmm. and Jack Grealish. They seem to be the stories that have been there for the whole window. Um, Now, I'm going to go through each one. And again, this is just from information I've been able to gather myself. So this is no insider knowledge. Mm -hmm. So please don't think it is. Anthony Martial, I think, is a complete non-starter for two reasons. One, Man United don't want to sell him to us. No. They they really don't. They don't want to strengthen us, and they believe that would strengthen us. At the same time, we are overloaded with players that are classed as non-homegrown. Um, this isn't out like Eric Dyer, for example, is English, but he's not classed as homegrown because he came from Portugal. That's he right, came from yeah. the academy system there. Ben Davis in Swansea is classed as Wales, not England, so he's not classed as homegrown. So we have an issue with our Champions League squad. We had it last year and we've got it again now. To sign just one player classed as not homegrown, we would need to shift four non-homegrown players from our squad. So the odds of that happening, given how much is left in the window, is very slim. It's just not going to happen. So I think they're going to try and cut down the non-homegrown players this summer. I think ideally they'd like to shift a few on. But they have been focusing on looking at homegrown players. Now, Wilfred Zaha is not English. 
but is English qualified? You know, he's part English. We all know that, really. Uh, but he came through the academy in London, in England. Therefore, he is classed as homegrown. Mm. That's why I think there's more in that rumour than there has ever been in the Martial one. Yeah, sure. With regards to Jack Grealish, uh, he's a player that Pochettino quite likes and thinks he can develop in the midfield. He's very good friends with Deli Alley, uh, which uh, help him sort of acclimatise at the club. Uh, the club weren't going to make a move for him until it became apparent that Aston Villa needed to sell him for FFP rules. Now, Aston Villa do have investment now, but all that's done is enable them to clear their bill with HMRC and avoid a winding up petition. That does not mean they are now able to adhere to their FFP obligations. Yeah, sure, sure. So to avoid a fine on that count, they need to sell players. And Grealish is one of the top salaries. Now they've got rid of Terry. Grealish wants to go. I think if there's going to be any deals at all, I think that's the one most likely to go over the line. Do you think? I think so, purely because I think the player wants to move away. Uh, We're a Premier League club that offers Champions League football. He's classed as homegrown, so he's going to be in that squad. Um, For him, it's too good an offer to turn down. Now, the issue I have... not, Not an issue, it's not an issue, that's the wrong wording. I... I fear if he is the only signing, which is quite possible, there is going to be a level of expectation on this kid that unfortunately he's never going to be able to live up to. Um, I I worry about that. When Delhi Ali arrived from lower league football, no one expected anything. Yeah, cool. They a lot of people were generally thinking he was going to end up in the reserve squad and never touch the first team. You know, it was like a John Bostock situation. Everyone thought. Because he came onto the scene and did so, so well, everyone now thinks every player we sign is going to be Deli Alley. Yeah, sure, sure. Which, which just doesn't work. Not everyone comes in and does that from the start. So if we do get the deal over the line, I'd really like people to be patient and let the kid change his style, um, let, him, let him adjust. He isn't going to have a Pochettino pre-season, which is ever so important to be at the fitness level pop wants um so yeah it's whoever comes in it's going to be difficult and we as the fans need to be patient i think as well part of the part of the problem and i completely understand what agree with what you're saying that they because you know obviously we haven't made any signings this pre-season if we do make one and if it is really sure right because he if he is possibly the only one yeah it's that kind of latching on to anything kind of mentality yeah. isn't it you know like yeah. it's, it, it, I, caught, I kind of aspire to it a little bit with the Rio Griffith thing when we spoke about that in the last podcast you know yeah. you just want something don't you you know and like if we'd have like say for example as an example say Saha and we'd sign Saha and Martial already and then yeah. we sign Grealish next week then there'll be no pressure on him at all but if he's the only signing yeah you're right it's, it, it's going to be this massive expectation and again great point Deli Ali, you know we didn't expect anything from him, but you know, we—it's it's a bit like—and I alluded to this in in previous podcasts as well. We, we, when we were talking about Levy, like you know, he, he signed some players. They're all—I think we never really sign anyone knowing full well, 100%, they're going to be a, fantastic for the club. And sometimes they work out really well, and sometimes they don't. But like someone like Davinson Sanchez, for example, another one where. I don't, I don't. I didn't really expect much from him because he was so young. I didn't even know he was going to make it into the first team because, as far as I was concerned, it was Alderweireld and uh, 
for Tongan, you know, it's the two centre backs. Sorry, sorry, who? <laughs> but oh, he, no. but he's he's just been phenomenal for us, phenomenal, phenomenal, yeah. and for such a young age as well. Um, the the thing with Davinson Sanchez again, I I don't watch the Dutch league. I mean, I'm a massive fan of Ajax. I'm not going to lie about that. Just the club, the way it exists, the way it promotes youth players, the way it just generates. You look at the top clubs across Europe and some of the top players, I guarantee you in almost every league across the top club you will find Ajax's yep. fingerprints. Yeah, sure. Um, they're just just a wonderfully run club and they do just great things. I, you know, I'd love them to be able to be a league where they didn't have to sell, to be honest, because they dominate European football. But they... They are what they are. They do what they do, and they, you know, they they make good money out of it, really. Yeah, um, cool, sure. But I got to watch Sanchez a lot because of the Europa League campaign. I do watch the. We were in it. Uh, you know, Man United were in it, and they played them in the final of that that tournament. He got singled out by Jose in that final, saying he couldn't pass. Um, I watched that final, and I thought he played very well. Um, and after that, when we signed him. I, I mean, I, I kind of expected him to do well. You know, he's quick, physical. I always thought we signed him, we were going to go to a back three, which is how we started. Yeah. And I was over the moon because I felt Alderweireld, um, you know, him who is leaving soon, and Vertonghen, mm. with the pace of Sanchez was a phenomenal thing. Because holding that high line, my big worry all the time was the two Belgians weren't there there wasn't the pace there yeah sure. when you added sanchez to it we were able to hold that high line so much better and toby was able to ping his passes from higher up the pitch so mate i mean yeah i mean we could talk about that all we want but um just a question then just because do you, you as a fan now just sort of take off your podcast and that and everything else and your your mr positivity badge um <laughs> If we sign Jack Grealish, is that actually an exciting signing? If you think about just Jack Grealish as a player, can I just be completely honest? Yeah, yeah, please. Right. Yeah, I, like I, I think it's good that it's a signing, right? So it's it's someone new, it's someone different at the club, but yeah. like he's he's a champion. Well, he's been playing in the championship, hasn't he? Right? Yeah. And I've got to be honest. I could be completely honest, right? I, I haven't really been following the championship. I've kept an eye on it. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I know that all Wolves actually smashed them and, you know, kept an eye on everything, especially with Fulham as well, with, with the Sessegnon brothers. Yeah. But I haven't kept an eye on it. And I have I have watched a couple of Villa games, funny enough, because of Josh Onema as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but, why I've seen yeah. him more. He's, he's, not, he's, not a, he's not a bad player. He's not a bad player. Like, you know, I'm, no. don't get me wrong, he's not a bad player. But... And 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 again, it, it it goes back a little bit to what we, when we were talking about Rio Griffith, Griffiths. Not so much, obviously, because he's established in the championship, so he's at a yeah. far different level. But it's still potential for us, isn't it? You know, he's, he hasn't proved it in the Premier League yet. So no. he, he he might come and sign for us and be absolutely fantastic, and we're like, wow, like you know, why don't we sign him before? He yeah. might come to us and be like, this this might be a step too far the Premier League, you know. So you don't know. It's, we, we're taking a bit of a punt, you know. So. So no, <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, it, there, there, there's nothing to get excited about with Jack really, Grealish, and that's really. no disrespect to him. Yeah. That's no, that's not us writing him off. I no. think it's just fair to say that's not signing Luka Modric back. No, that's not exactly. re-signing Bale. That's not Ronaldo. You know yeah. that it's not. With going into the stadium, I think there was an expectation from fans that there'd be something marquee. There'd be the Rafa van der Vaart, you know, the the signing that everybody gives everybody a lift. Because 
it's not just fans it gives a lift to it gives a lift to the squad of course you know, yeah you know you're you're sat at home and you're you're one of the players in the squad and you hear that you know Ronaldo's coming unless you're playing in his position at that particular time you're going to be like whoa this <laughs> club is going places awesome. wow yeah, yeah. um so it just feels that by signing Jack Grealish we're kind of almost staring into this stereotype of no ambition, which is frightening, and that's again. I'm I'm not being disparaging at all to Jack, and I don't mean to be. Mm. I, I'd love him to come to the club. Genuinely, I think under Pochettino, he could develop and become. Yeah, I I don't like doing that whole the next thing, but to me, when I watch him play, there's a little bit of Gaza in there. You know, there's that little bit of angst and anger, yeah, and you know, a little yeah. bit naughty. Um, but at the same time, he beats people with pass. You know, it just there's something about him when I watched him play that I've liked. And, and also, um, it, can't, it can't be a coincidence, can it, that he's good friends with Deli Ali, who's very similar as well. So they're obviously yeah. they're, they're they're very similar people, the two of them, aren't they? Which is obviously yeah. making them friends. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, Eric Dyer probably doesn't want him signed. You know, Dyer's <laughs> probably thinking, oh, "That's my mate." Back yeah. Off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we could have some issues there you know we'll have to keep an eye on it but but genuinely if that is the only signing i mean the kid's gonna get my full support of course he is he becomes a tottenham player yeah but it is gonna be a little bit disappointing and i think and i worry that there's gonna be pressure on him you know Mm. the kind of welcome to the new stadium here's your new signing holding the shirt and the fans are gonna be like yeah come on you know, yeah, win us yeah, every game. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd love it if we could get a couple, even if it's just to filter that, you know, that expectation out across a few people, you know, not just on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, right. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, there, there, there are so many rumours out there at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate through uh, people I've got to know to, to be given information from people that are very well linked it would appear that there are a lot of stuff going on which they've managed to keep away from the press and trying to agree things with players that would be, you know, something to shout about. The problem is, I've been around long enough to know that we have got a fantastic record of nearly signed. Mm, Um, mm. Eden Hazard, nearly signed. Uh, There was once upon a time Rivaldo, nearly signed for us when he was awesome. Um, we could put out a nearly signed eleven that would beat yeah. the world, you know. Well, we, so, we, had, we had William in 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 the in the actual yeah, room ready yeah. to sign we, a contract. We we had him there. We we had um, the other Musa Dembele from Fulham, <laughs> uh, medical done, signed, and you know, loads and loads of things that we we've nearly nearly. So when I hear, oh well, it looks like they're trying to do this, I always think to myself, yeah, trying to do doesn't mean done, you yeah. know. So, so I don't spread that. I don't go, oh, we're trying to do this because one, you sound like a douche when you do stuff like that, and <laughs> two, um, it just I, I don't, you know, I have the old adage when he, when you see him holding the shirt, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I think part of it as well is, you know, and and you and you alluded to this, didn't you? Uh, well, I think we've alluded to a couple on a couple of podcasts where you know they're especially like you know you said about the the quote with. Um, Oh, which was it Chelsea with the with the uh, yeah the Roman Abramovich yeah. yeah so so I, I can <coughs> I can understand why they you know they'd want to keep it quiet and like and and the more it becomes uh, public the more um, you know the more it could affect the deal do you know what I mean yeah so, it does yeah yeah big time and and there's a few players that are, you know a lot of people would want to see yeah. um, so 
So let's let's hope there's let's hope there's an ace up the sleeve, okay? Fingers because crossed. because it, it can give everyone a collective lift, not just the fans but the squad. Even if the player arrives and he's not super fit yet, even if Pox still annoyed that he didn't get him early, if he gets his man in the end, I think everybody would still get that lift from it. Yeah, so, sure. So let let's hope let's hope Daniel and the team can do something for us. Um, I think now's as good as time as any to promote the fact that the podcast will be going out on a special transfer deadline day special next week um that is thursday the 9th of august the deadline closes at 5 p.m and it it won't be me though that's my daughter's birthday my daughter's 10 on that day so i won't be here but it's going to be yourself (laughs) and dan and also i'm going to be actually be on holiday so i'll take me all my recording gear with me and i'll be all chilled and holidayed up hopefully i'll avoid having a drink before i make the podcast yeah yeah because you remember i've still got to edit it right so so i I don't want to have like hey yeah we're going streaking yeah so no no none of that Um, i am with the family unfortunately so there'll be no streaking <laughs> man you know it's letting the side down a little bit but whatever whatever um so uh we got the next feature on the podcast then uh, it's a regular feature we dropped it last week because i wanted to rant really uh but it's where we turn to you the fans uh fellow fans just to talk any questions etc any thoughts to discuss on the podcast i put the post out earlier on so let's hear what people got to say and now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Right and here we go. We have the first one I can see is from Trev Gain. Trev says, do you think Nike will get the sack next year after designing the worst shirts in history? Oh well, Matt... I just, I can't deal with this. I really can't deal with this. It's like, why? Like, they're nice shirts. I, I, I absolutely appreciate everyone has their own opinion. But they are awesome shirts. I love, well, I love let's, let, you, you've, um, you've actually got one today. I did, yeah. Yes. So, so I personally saw all of the pictures on them and thought, oh, that's awful. And then I saw them in person for the first time and went, oh, actually, that's quite a nice shirt. So, yeah. They're, they're, um, they are really. I think. I think it's. I think what it comes down to, and and I'm, you know, I might be wrong, but my th- yeah. thoughts are, is just as human beings, we don't like change, do we? Human beings Never. don't like change. As you get older and older, you like yeah. change less and less, and it's just one of those things where oh, what's happens? Like it's just in in their mind subconsciously. Yeah. I like. We've been wearing a shirt all season. Now this is new one come along with all this blue on it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But. Yeah. You know, it's I, 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 I can't. Okay. I think it's nice. I think it's a nice shirt, and and, that, and that's just my opinion. I appreciate that's just my opinion. Yeah. But I, I'm really shocked by the the level of of disgust, real, real yeah. disgust, almost like yeah. to the point of anger towards this yeah. shirt. If, if the shirt, if the shirt had been unveiled with Gareth Bale wearing it, no one would care. They'd love no. it. So yeah. it's yeah. just because people are anxious. Uh, but basically, the question there is about Nike. Uh, no, mate. Um, no. Nike as a shirt deal with us was about thirty or well, twenty-five to thirty million a year. It's twenty-five guaranteed, up to thirty depending on our progress in Europe. Uh, so we got thirty last year because we got out of the group. Uh, I believe the initial it was announced as a multi-year deal by the club, but Nike put something out there for around five years. So yeah, I think it's a guaranteed three with an option of two more. Uh, so we could have Nike shirts for a little while. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Trev, you're going to be stuck with Nike for a while. Um, <laughs> Linton for Linton Linton, Linton, <laughs> who has won a shirt today. Um, what youngsters have impressed you the most as we have so many injuries on the preseason tour? Well, my friend, let me crack my knuckles and get my notepad out because <laughs> I am ready for this question. I love it. Um, who has impressed me the most? Okay, Luke Amos has done a phenomenal job. Um, I think he's 21 now and, you know, been at the club a while. I've watched him play at various age groups and then I've watched him play in these friendlies and he just looks ready. He looks there. Um, I'd love, love to see him involved against Newcastle. I really would. Uh, really, really accomplished young player. And to me, he now looks ready. Uh, mm. I'd love to see him kick on. Um Another player I want to single out simply because I've been banging on about him to anybody who will listen to me for quite some time. And now I have a podcast. I have the mic. You're going to listen. Um, <laughs> his name's Skip. Oliver Skip. Um, the kid's brilliant. I cannot praise this young lad enough. He's 17 years old. Uh, at 17, I was distracted by everything. Uh, this kid's just learning, progressing. I watch him make a mistake in a game at youth level. I don't see him make that mistake again. He learns constantly. He mm-hmm. he has developed his game from being a, a he breaks up play. He reads the game phenomenally. He reads the game like he's been playing for twenty years. Um, he's fit. He's agile. He goes past people like Dembele in his prime. Is he is something to behold? And at seventeen years old, he he has a massive future. I really hope. Anyway. Uh, if you're listening, Skip, just keep keep working. You you are gonna be something special. Um, did he? Did he? Was it the last game, the uh, Milan game he, he played? Uh, he's yeah. been getting a lot. Uh, was it Christian Eriksen uh, uh, against out, Barcelona? Barcelona. Against Barcelona. Yeah. Eriksen picked him out and said, you know, he's something else, and he yeah. is. He is yeah. absolutely something else. There's someone's put together the highlights of his performance against Barcelona on YouTube. Mm. Uh, if you can't find it, message me. I'll send it to you. It, it is really, really is. I can't speak highly enough for him. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Um, kind of a similar question here. Uh, Daniel Beecroft has said chances of Amos skip Kyle Walker Peters featuring in our opening game. Um, I think it's going to massively depend on the fitness of the uh, returning players when Pox sees them. Mm. Um, Toby Alderweireld would put a video out of him training yesterday. Um, I think that was less to prove he's fit to us and more to prove to all the potential buyers how yeah. fit he is. But yeah. that's the old cynic in me, I guess. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's going to depend on that massively. because. Uh, but in the press conference last night after beating AC Milan... With kids basically making up the bulk of the side, Pop was really upbeat. You know, he'd been kind of quite fed up, I think, of all the transfer questions. And last mm. night, he got to just praise the youth players. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he got to just talk about how pleased he was, how delighted he was, how he feels that you know these kids have got it. They've got the aggression, the the attitude, and the- if he needs to call on them, he can. Yeah, and the, and the, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like you know, again, again, I'm, I'm always having to put this little caveat in before I get any hate. Or, I'm not saying we don't need signings. Okay, I'm not saying that. No. But at the same time, Pochettino, he is that kind of manager, isn't he? That he he's he's 
perfect for for youngsters coming through, isn't he? He he he. he and I think we may have even had this discussion. Like you know, he he looks at these players like they're his own children, doesn't he? he you know, he, he does. Once you're in with him, he, yeah. he thinks of you as family. I think. Yeah. So so I, I just think like. They, these these youngsters couldn't be at a better club, like you know. And if they're if they're willing, if they've got the right attitude, so if they've got the kind of yeah. a, a, the, the attitude that Skip's got, as opposed to what's his face, he's gone to Careful. France or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. even going <laughs> to. No, can't be bothered to say his name anymore. Yeah. But if you've got the right attitude, then you know you you can make it. You know, and and he and he, he, he will get you like you know he'll get you to a, a fitness level that you can you'll be ready for the Premier League and. You know, like you say, yeah. you know, like you look at Oliver Skip. You know, you you saying he's he's one of these players that he makes a mistake, he doesn't make it again. Yeah. And I can imagine that Potch is a big influence in that kind of that kind of attitude and that kind of learning process. Well, I you know? mean, uh, I think at a club you got to praise John McDermott massively for the coaching of the young players coming through. Um, right. There's a lot of other coaches, but John oversees it. I think mm. he does deserve praise. There is an argument. We don't have enough time left on the podcast, but there is a very good argument, and perhaps we can have this in the future, over is Pochettino actually good for youth players or is it a myth? Okay. Um, and th- there is really two very good sides to that because for all you initially think straight away like you just did then, he- he's perfect for it, and-, and I'm the same. But at the same time, he signs players like Nkudu and people like that when really we could have promoted Marcus Edwards. Mm. And yeah. and a lot of people can go, oh yeah, but you know, there's certain issues with Marcus. And yeah, you're quite right. But would those issues have happened if Marcus had been promoted and been playing and not seen a French winger signed from obscurity and put ahead of him? Yeah. Now, you know, you're spending 10, 11, 12 million pounds on a player like that when really, you know, you've got someone who could come through. Now, Sissoko, uh, a constant cause of conversation. He cost the club £30 million. Now, Sissoko, has he contributed more to the squad than what someone like Amos could or someone like that? And the answer probably is no, because yeah. he, he hasn't. You know, and that's, and that's not saying he didn't have the potential when we signed him to do. You know, you watch him in Euro 2016... If he'd played like that for us week in, week out, we'd all be having his name on our shirts. But yeah. unfortunately, that's not him. He just doesn't replicate that form. He, he actually he actually plays like a 17-year-old who's just found themselves playing in the first team. Yeah, he looks lost a lot of yeah. the time, man, which is strange. But this is what I mean. So that's the kind of counter-argument to it. There is this kind of feeling of, well, for all the... For all the good that has happened like when he first arrived now Pochettino himself has addressed this where he said when he arrived the squad was at a level where Harry Kane Ryan Mason etc were at they were able to use their determination etc to then go on now Kane kicked on from that now other players didn't and they left you know it's not like that class are all still in the team uh Tom Carroll's gone etc of the next gen coming through, you've got Josh Onama, Harry Winks, and Carl Walker Peters. Now, for me, when we signed Serge Aurier, that was a waste of money. And I'm not trying to be disparaging the Serge, but I think we can all agree in his first season, he did nothing to become a fantastic right back that we all went, wow, yeah, he's our first choice. Mm. Now, for me, Carl Walker Peters could have played right back with Trippier last season. And that means that this year it would be his second season in the Premier League and would be experienced, would be learning. 
and would also be hungry. He'd push Kirk Kieran all the way. And so there is this argument of where, you know, is he actually being good for youth players then? Yeah, you've got a point, mate. I mean, I, that, with Carl Walker-Peters, he, he he played literally the first and the last game, yeah. didn't he? But did, did yeah. he get... I know he got man of the match for the Newcastle game, but did yeah, he get man of the match for... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and And, yeah. and that, that just shows you that he's... You know, all right, you know, we, we talk, oh, and this is no disrespect to Newcastle and Leicester, mm. but would he have got man the match if we'd have played, say, Manchester United or Liverpool right. or a team like that? But you, it just but it, it shows you he's he's ready, isn't he? He's, he's yeah, pre, you he, know, he's, he's Premier League ready. He he is, and this is the thing: he's been ready for a year, maybe even two. And if we don't play him, you know, the kid's a Tottenham fan. He's Tottenham. Yeah. Um, but if we're not going to play him, and we're going to sign people ahead of him. You know, you can understand why his development's going to stall. You can understand mm. why he's going to start getting annoyed, possibly mm. show up to training late, possibly not shake hands with everybody like Pop wants. Yeah, sure. And these are the sort of things that people are talking about with Edwards. And Marcus Edwards came into the side. He got brought into the League Cup team. He was training with the first team for a while. And then he had an injury. And then he just never, ever got brought back into things after that. Mm. So just circumstances and things, uh, just, there is a little debate on it. And I, I, and I want to just say that. I want to give the little bit of the caveat to that. Um, uh, the last one on here I've got is from Stefan Cruz Alvarez. He says... Uh, George's Kevin and Kudu has been quite impressive during pre-season after being completely written off by many last year. Where do you see his best position and also what other fringe, in air quotes, players would you like to see get more match day? Um, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously he's, he's a winger, isn't he? So, yeah, that's 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 his position. Yeah. But, you know, he, 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 he obviously, I did look at his stats and they, they wasn't, anywhere near as good as Lucas Moore's. I mean, when I was looking at doing my match stats, I was going to sort of talk about him as well. And I, I did look at how well he'd done at Marseille. And they're good. I mean, I mean, they're not bad. But he never set the league alight, you know. So it's more, again, it's more potential with him. And he is only young, isn't he? I mean, he's, what, he's 20, is he 22, something like that, isn't he now? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's still a youngster, isn't he? So he, he, he comes across, he, he's got that big grin on his face, like, Huming uh, Sung has so he's got yeah. he's very po- a very positive player so yeah. I feel you know he went out to Burnley didn't he last for half of last season and you know hopefully he got a bit of experience there but I don't know I, I don't think he's a starter but but it's a difficult one isn't it because when he's when he's on the subs bench then you know he, he's <laughs> it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because he's he's never going to develop as much as we want wanting to unless he's starting. But where does he start? You know, yeah. it, 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 he's, a, he's a, you'd like him to be an impact sub, wouldn't you? But I know we had him as an impact sub a few times. And he didn't really make much of an impact, did he? But well, he again, made with, an devel- impact. with development, he might. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I mean, yeah. I I honestly not sure. Other fringe players. Um... Honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, the squad gets rotated quite well in most positions. Yeah. Um, obviously, if Harry Kane's fit, he starts. I mean, yeah, so Lorente has to... And he said it quite well uh, this summer, which is he's had to adjust his mentality to, I am backing up Harry. Mm. So he's adjusted his training, the way he's doing things. Um, if he can do that and he can provide better cover, then, yeah, great. Um, but, yeah, it's... 
fringe wise, I honestly don't know. Well, you've uh, got it's, you've it's got a uh, difficult. I was gonna say, sorry, Sam Chinchop. You've got um, uh, Lucas Moura, and obviously, when you've got uh, Sonny at the Asian Games, he's gonna get. Yeah. I'm sure he'll get a bit of game time. So, I don't know if you can class him as a fringe player. I know he didn't get uh, much I mean, game time. He has the perfect opportunity with yeah. Sonny away to mm. grab grab a place in this team. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's. I've watched him in pre-season and as impressive as he was in the first game, as equally unimpressed I was in the next two games. Mm. So if he's that inconsistent in the season, I think people are going to pull their hair out. If I were, You can't judge from pre-season though. So we're going to find out. We're going to, He's going to have a run of games and we're soon going to find out if, you know, if he can be as big a hit as we all hope he is. Um, So something else I did on the page, uh, and we've had over 1500 votes on it so far, and it's closing soon. I did a 24 hour poll based today, and I'm going to do it again the day after the transfer window closes. Just with fans, do you think we're going to have a top four finish this year? Or do you think we're going to finish outside the top four? Uh, have you seen the poll? Well, the the top four finish was quite high, wasn't it? Last time I looked, yeah, eighty seven percent of fans who have answered reckon we're going to finish in the top four. So, for all of the negativity out there, and for all of the people who are very loud with their negativity, yeah. it would appear overwhelmingly majority of Spurs fans are still very positive, which yeah. is great. Which is great to hear. And and and, and that's we just need to we just need to kind of. Um, What's the right word? So we, we're so focused on being upset, and, and I know we like you probably like you say we're probably just hearing the loud ones, aren't we? But we're all. I mean, even me. I mean, as much as positive as I'm trying to be, I'm still like a little bit frustrated. But we just need to kind of think of the bigger picture, if you like. You know, like we've, we've yeah. we, we, and, and another one. I mean, I, this has reared his ugly head a few times online, a few times recently. The trophies. You know, he always goes back to the trophies and how few we've won, and and Le- and Levy via Levy, like you know, we've won. I think some someone put some stat. It's the longest period of time in a post-war era since we won a trophy. But I just, I, I feel like you just need to take your focus away from that for a bit. You know, we're we're yeah. a, we're and and I know again, I'm saying this in, in a fortunate position to be able to go to every home game. But I see some amazing football every week. We 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 play some glorious football. Honestly, I. I genuinely just love going to watch Spurs every, every like every home game and that's not just because I want to go there and, and support them it's because I just I'm entertained I'm always entertained you know so we're, we're, we're a great club with a great history playing great football and you know just we're, we're, we're you know we're Spurs fans you know we've got Spurs on our heart let's just get behind the club you know and I feel like what I feel like, especially, and I, and I, and I keep saying like we are alluding to previous podcasts, but I know I mentioned it previously where we get we we let a lot of the kind of rubbish that is spouted by Liverpool fans, especially and Arsenal fans, feed into us our conversations. So like when yeah. you're looking at Spurs, when 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 you've got when like for example our Facebook group, you know it's it's Spurs fans on there. We make sure that we vet it to make sure there's no idiots coming yeah. from us. So it's just Spurs fans chatting, but we're still winding each other up about things that other fans wind us up about, you know. And it, <laughs> it shouldn't get into it shouldn't get into our conversation, you know. No, and I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate that. The whole point of having been online is to discuss things and air, air things. And I'm not saying that we should all be rosy and let's just 
wear our rose tinted glasses and just be happy with what we've got. I, I appreciate I, I, that. I'm not wearing anything with rose on it ever. Yeah. Just you know. <laughs> I, I'd lo- I'd lo- like we like I've always said to you. I'd love a trophy. I'd love I'd love it. You know, I really would. I'd love for us to go out and spend seventy million on each on three players, but. Things are good. Things are really good. Like you know, we're, we're going to be finding out soon who we're going to get in the Champions League for next season. You know, and yeah. we're, we're moving into an amazing, absolutely amazing stadium. The probably one of the best in the world. You know. We've... Oh, before I forget, <laughs> sorry on, to interrupt you because this has been making me laugh for days. So there's a gooner on Twitter who has put it out there from his own blog, by the way, and he's sharing it like it's news. That our stadium is four months behind schedule. Oh, for God's sake! And we have no money. And we're going to have to sell Harry Kane and, and all of this stuff. And what's hilarious to me is this Pratt is getting traction. And there are like semi-legitimate sites now putting this story out there. It's complete crap. Oh, the test so events have been scheduled. Yeah. It's not even like... It's crap. <laughs> yeah. it's not, You you can disprove it in five minutes. Or just, just, just drive to the drive to the ground and yeah. look it looks pretty dad done yeah. doesn't it F- five minutes hang on click click google is tottenham stadium behind schedule no the oh. test events are all scheduled oh, okay yeah. thanks yeah. and yeah oh, well i mean don't get me wrong i mean <laughs> liverpool fans are annoying on twitter but some gooners are just thick yeah. and yeah. frighteningly thick as well yeah. the fact that other arsenal fans are replying to him saying shut up you prat i think is is pretty <laughs> adamant of where he is but anyway <laughs> I just want to point that out because it made me laugh. Um, mate, we got another competition, another chance to win. Oh, nice. And now on the Spurs News Podcast, it's competition time. Are you ready? Good. So, would you like to join the 32 people who already entered in the draw? To win a new Tottenham shirt. As Matt says, it's far nicer than than people think it is when they look at it. You can get home or away, women's, men's or child. Uh, you can tell us the size rather than just me sending you a boy's small and you having it fit your arm or something. So um, we're going to do the same thing again. Uh, to win, what you need to do is you need to go on and write a review. If you've already done it, great, you're already entered. Linton, if you're listening, you can't win a second one, so don't try again. You've <laughs> Sam, already you know, won one. Uh, Sam, I don't want to interrupt as well, but can I just? Yeah. You, are you going to suggest doing the same words? Because I thought of some something different you no, could no, say. No, 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 I'm going to do something different this oh, week. Right, mate, so, right. so anyone who's entering this week, what you need to do is you need to write a review for us. Be nice. Um, I mean it, be nice. It's not a conditional for you being entered, but... Just be nice. Don't be mean. It's horrible. Uh, rate the podcast five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, write a review. And then at the end of the review, you need to, or somewhere in the review, there needs to be the phrase. Come on, Matt. What have you got? Right. Okay. So we were talking about Skip earlier, wasn't we? We were, yeah. So we've got to say, uh, this podcast ma- this podcast makes me so happy. I, I like to jump and skip. All right, but Skip is spelled with two S-K-I-P-P, like his name. Yeah. So a capital S-K-I-P-P. Yeah. If you spell it wrong without a capital S, you will not be... Oh, I probably still will, because it would be cruel. But yeah, so, okay then. So you need to write a review, rate us five stars, and you also need to work in the phrase, or just write it. Go on, Matt, say it again. This podcast makes me so happy, I like to jump and skip. And skip as in the player S K I double P. 
Thank you. <laughs> um, we're gonna run it. Um, we're gonna run it for a couple of weeks. This one, so uh, the transfer deadlines next weekend, and we'll run. We'll remind everyone. Sorry, next weekend. What am I talking about? Next Thursday, uh, we'll put out a podcast. Then we'll push for more entries. Then as well. And then the following one, when I return, we'll do the draw from all the valid entries. That sound good to you? Yeah, fantastic, mate. Okay, so this is the the final Tottenham shirt for a while. Um, we will be doing more stuff as the year goes on. Um, I've got a friend of mine already working on getting a a Legends shirt signed by Legends wow. for me. Yes. Well, you know, we don't know which Legends yet, though, so don't get too excited. You Jason Dazil. <laughs> Don't you not, Jason Dozzle. <laughs> I remember the days when that was an exciting signing, my friend. <laughs> I think some people would actually take I, Jason Dozzle now, wouldn't they? I had to go into school and defend that signing to my friends <laughs> when they were talking about signing Burkamp and Overmars, oh, and I'm mate. going, yeah, we well, Jason to... Jason Dozzle is going to run rings around him, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just picked up Oyevind Leonardson from Liverpool. What a bargain. Oh, man, those were... Yeah, and people moan about now. <laughs> but never mind. Um, yeah, so again, a massive thank you to everybody for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope the various interruptions I've managed to edit out quite well. Um, I had a fan next to me, so if you can hear a fan, I apologise. If you can't hear it, I'm better at editing this thing than I think I am. Um, Matt, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Because obviously no, next I'll... week you are back doing I'll... the Transfer yeah. Deadline Day podcast. I'll be sitting on a sunbed somewhere, I'll have my laptop on my lap and I'll be doing it somewhere like that if the sun's out. Uh, well, and, and if Dan can't do it, you realise you're going to be doing it solo, right? Yeah, that's fine, I can do that. Just basically chatting to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll get my kids in. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it'd be fine. It just means we'll have to curb our language for once. But but no, it's my daughter's birthday, so I definitely won't be there. But Matt is going to put something together. Um, Yeah, my birthday, my daughter turns 10 next Thursday. That's frightening for me. Oh, mate, it is. Uh, You feel even older now, isn't it, after that conversation? It is. It's terrible. It's terrible. But I don't... I'm just going to go into denial about it, I think, and probably just give her a T-shirt with, like, five on it and a balloon with six or something. Just so, <laughs> yeah, just so I can, you know, yeah. I wish you had a birthday it. for me. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, but, no, a big thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed. I uh, hope you found out some interesting stuff. Well done to Linton for winning the first Tottenham shirt. Remember, everybody, if you want to enter and you want to win a Tottenham shirt, all you got to do, write the review, iTunes, or however you listen to the podcast, Pod Bay, whatever it is, Go on there, write the review, rate us five stars, and make sure the phrase says, I think it was, I enjoy this podcast so much I could hop and skip. There you go, yep. Put jump and skip. skip or hop and skip. Oh, those jump, two. yeah, sorry. Hop and, should we say hop and skip? See, jump we've skip, made it too complicated. If I can't remember it, everyone's screwed. <laughs> just just have the words, like, just have that Just same. make sure it skips hop, in there, skipping. all right? <laughs> um, S-K-I-P-P, make sure it's spelled as the player. Um... But yeah, any questions in the future for the podcast, get in touch. Sam at SpursNews.co.uk. Hit us up on Twitter at SpursNews1961. You can find us on Instagram at SpursNews1961. And of course, the Facebook page with over 54,000 Spurs fans all giving each other crap over signings. <laughs> you, you can find us there at SpursNews. My friend, I will speak to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. 
Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.